Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Wigglesworth said that he had never anointed anyone with oil for healing in his life, but he knew the Bible said do it. So in his hip pocket he had a whole pint bottle of oil. He didn't know how to anoint her, so he just took the cork out and poured the whole thing on her, the bedclothes and all. It wasn't that which healed her, but it was his faith and believing God. And so he said, Oh Lord, heal her now. Just a short prayer, that's all he said. When I said that, he said Jesus appeared at the foot of the bed. I saw him. The other two preachers didn't see anything. No wonder they didn't see him. They were too far down the well of unbelief to see anything. They couldn't even look up and see the light. All they could see was the darkness. This woman who was unconscious came to and she saw Jesus. She said, There's Jesus, there's Jesus. Then the Lord disappeared and she rose up well. Now that was a denominational minister's wife who rose up well. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Now, this is truth in the natural. If a person's word is of no value, when you quote that person, people just laugh at you. Accordingly, if God's word is no good, when we quote his word, we should just laugh at God because there's nothing to him. But thank God his word is good. He keeps his word. We know that healing the sick is his will. Now, don't we know that? How do we know that? We know that because the scripture tells us that Christ bore our infirmities and carried our disease. We know that because the word of God said, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now we need to get the word settled in our hearts. We, particularly in full gospel circles, have divine healing as one of our fundamental beliefs. I've read most of the statements of fundamental truths that full gospel churches believe and supposedly preach, whether they do or not. And they make the, the statement of healing and give scripture to back it up. Such scriptures as Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, which states, Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes were healed. And then again, Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Then I found this out, and really it's quite strange to me coming from a denominational background, that people would uh, state that they believe one thing and practice something else. Now I received light on divine healing on the bed of affliction. Just, uh, I tell folks all the time, an old Baptist boy reading Grandma's Methodist Bible. And I received my healing. I fellowship with pure gospel people because they believe in divine healing. And when I found out that they taught the Baptist and the Holy Ghost, I was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. Then in preaching in full gospel circles, someone would come for healing after the service very often. Now I have in mind a young lady who came with a baby in her arms. The baby was sick. And she wanted the pastor me to pray for the healing of this child. Now really, she came to the pastor, and he said, Brother Hagin, pray with me here for this child. Well, we laid hands on the baby. I began to pray in faith, believing the word, that himself took that child's infirmities and bare that child's diseases, so that that baby would not have to bear them. 
I was appropriating that promise. But I heard the pastor say, Lord, heal this child if it is your will. Well, I'll tell you, I wish for the boldness of Smith Wigglesworth. But you know, I'm just not of that nature. You have to be who you are, you know. But Wigglesworth was quite bold. And he would just yell right out loud, stop him, stop him. Oh, God, stop him right now. He's charging the atmosphere with unbelief. And you know that needs to be done sometimes. But I'm just simply not that nature. Anyway, a pastor uh, who knew Wigglesworth personally, for whom when he was a young minister, Wigglesworth had preached a meeting, said they went out to eat together. And that Wigglesworth asked him, the pastor, to pray. So he bowed his head in public, you know, in the cafe, and softly prayed. And he said Wigglesworth just shouted right out loud so that everyone all over the restaurant could hear him. My God, young man, if you're going to pray, pray. Don't just sit there and mumble over your food. He jumped to his feet, lifted both of his hands and started praying at the top of his voice right there in the restaurant. He was of the nature that he believed if you were going to do something, do it. And if you're not, then just shut up about it. Well, I don't know, but what he's just about right about it. You know what I mean. He tells about one such incident in his book, Ever Increasing Faith. Now, if you don't have one, get it. I've worn out four or five of them. I just keep reading it over and over again because it feeds me. After all, I keep going to the table and eating. I've had eggs for breakfast the past uh, number of years. Now, I'm not going to quit eating them just because I've had them last year. Are you going to quit eating bacon because you had bacon last year? No, I ate bacon for breakfast 20 years ago, and I still eat it because it's good. Do you see what I'm talking about? Don't just read these books and lay them down and forget them. Don't just read these Bible lessons and lay them down and forget them. It won't do you much good. You would starve to death if you just had bacon and eggs 20 years ago and never ate any more in, 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 since then. Or, or if you just had a meal last week and said, well, I ate last week and there's no use in my eating anymore. I'm going to wait until next year before I eat again. Well, you'd be dead before next year got here. Keep feeding along these lines that build your faith and build you up. Well, I was talking about Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was talking in his book, Ever Increasing Faith, about going to pray for a sick person. There were two other ministers present beside himself. He said he had just received a little light at the time on healing, and uh, that uh, really he, he didn't know too much about it himself, and he knew these other ministers didn't even believe in it. But anyway, they all went along to pray for this sick lady. He asked one of them to pray, and when he started praying, he prayed all around the world. That's the way Wigglesworth put it. He prayed for all of the missionaries. He prayed for all the orphans. He prayed for all the widows. Well, they were in that room for it. They were there to pray for the woman on the bed. That's why we're not effective in our praying a lot of times because we pray all around the world and never get to the thing about which we should be praying. Now, it's all right to pray for the missionary. It's all right to pray for the orphans. It's all right to pray for the widows. But there's a time for that. Well, this lady who was sick was one of these preachers, the wife of one of the preachers that was there that day. The doctor said she would never regain consciousness, she was unconscious, and that she would die. So finally this fellow said, now Lord, here's our fellow minister, his wife's going to die. You see, he just accepted his final, what the doctor said. Now I pray that you would comfort him in this hour of bereavement, give him grace for this dark hour ahead of him. And he closed his prayer. Then Wigglesworth said he asked the woman's husband, who was a minister too, to pray. And he started praying, oh yes, Lord, answer our brother's prayer. Help me. My wife's going to die. Help me in this hour. And Wigglesworth said, I just shouted right out loud, stop him. Stop him, Lord. Stop him. He's charging the atmosphere with unbelief. Well, you know, that's what he was doing. They had her dead. If you listen to some preachers and some people, they will never get anything from God. You'll never get anything from God. They will have you dead before you are. 
they will have everything just piled in on you and bury you alive. Wigglesworth said that he had never anointed anyone with oil for healing in his life, but they knew the Bible said do it. So in his hip pocket, he had a whole pint bottle of oil. He didn't know how to anoint her, so he just took the cork out and poured the whole thing on her, the bedclothes and all. It wasn't that which healed her, but it was his faith in believing God. And so he said, Oh Lord, heal her now. Just a short prayer, that's all he said. When I said that, he said, Jesus appeared at the foot of the bed. I saw him. The other two preachers didn't see anything. No wonder they didn't see him. They were too far down the well of unbelief to see anything. They couldn't even look up and see the light. All they could see was the darkness. This woman who was unconscious came to and she saw Jesus. She said, there's Jesus, there's Jesus. Then the Lord disappeared and she rose up well. Now that was a denominational minister's wife who rose up well. It was her husband's faith because he was, he was saying, dear Lord, help me, she's going to die. Help me in this hour. It wasn't the other preacher's faith because he said, now this pastor's wife's going to die. Help him in this hour. No, it was Wigglesworth's faith as he believed God. God manifest himself. He didn't pray if it's your will. He just said, oh Lord, heal her now. And it happened. Now I made mention about a lady, young lady, a young mother who came with a baby in her arms. The baby was sick and she wanted the pastor and me to pray for the healing of this child. Now then, we laid hands on that child, the baby, and we began to pray, and I began to pray in faith, believing the word, that himself took that child's infirmities and bare that child's diseases, so that that baby would not have to bear them. I was appropriating that promise, but I heard the pastor say, Lord, heal this child if it's your will. Now then, notice this. We said to you that we know it's his will to heal the sick because his word says so. And so when this young woman came with her baby for prayer, I thought to myself when the pastor said, Lord, heal this baby if it's your will. I, I said to myself, I hope she didn't listen to that pastor's prayer. I didn't have the boldness to call him down and correct him, and yet I suppose he should have. I should have done that. That, however, would have, been, have to be done in love because if it weren't, it would do more harm than good. So I said to myself, I trust that she didn't listen to his prayer because if she did, he injected doubt into her mind. He told her through that prayer that this healing of her child might not be God's will because he said, Lord, heal the child if it be your will. Again, we may want to relieve ourselves of all responsibility. We want to put all of the responsibility on God. Then we can say, well, that must not have been his will because I prayed if it be thy will, you do this. And he didn't do it. Therefore, it must not be his will. In other words, we're putting all the responsibility on God. We don't get out that easy, even if we want to. Most of, of us do not want to accept any responsibility. We'd rather put it up to God. That's the truth. But friends, God has given us His Word. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Will of God in Prayer. In this three-CD series, Kenneth E. Hagan explores the scriptures and instructs believers on how to use the Word of God in prayer. This series is just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan 
I see this laying here, and I guess you were going to talk about this, the Word of Faith. The Word of Faith. That's our, our magazine that comes out about every six weeks or so. And you know, besides all the good things that it has, and it's a beautiful magazine. It really it is. It really, that, really that, is. That, that's, that's, that's pretty. I that like that. That is. Do you know uh, that that was, was that on our camp? I don't know if that was on our campus or no, not. No, no, that's remember, not on our campus. But remember I, last year when we had all the snow? Yeah, because that's oh, a road. That's yeah, a highway, right. so that ain't the campus. No, that's not. But it's beautiful anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we've got all kinds of good stuff in here. And there's... Uh, teachings. There's teachings. And then uh, then my heart to heart mm -hmm. in here. And your seed thoughts. Your seed thoughts. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's the page, the kids page. But yeah, I'll tell you what, I've heard the adults work that too. Yeah. All the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, the puzzles mm -hmm. and all of that. Yes. So, hey... Uh, all you have to do is ask for it, and you can get this. There's, they're telling you there on the screen. Just go to our go to our website. That's right. Uh, Rama, uh, Rama org. and mm -hmm. and uh, you, you can sign up for it. If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rama.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, Kenneth E. Hagen's The Will of God in Prayer 3-CD Series, yours for the price of $21. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, The Will of God in Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.